This is Mouth Media Network, the business of being heard. It's probably pretty telling that there aren't any action figures of podcasters. Or comedians. Just saying. This is Funny People Talking. Hi, I'm Deborah D. Giovanni, a stand-up comedian from Toronto, Canada, and I would rather be exercising outdoors than listening to funny people talking. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Funny People Talking. I'm Mark Rako, and I am so excited. I'm staring right into the peepers of Dresden Angle. Hey, Dresden, how are you? Hey, Mark. Look at your peepers. You just took your glasses <laughs> off so you get a clearer look at your blue. Are you bright blue peepers, right? They're blue, but if I were green, they're green. God uh, gave me one good feature to make up for the size of my arse. Oh, uh, bah, bah, bah. <laughs> no, my, my grandmother actually had violet eyes like uh, Liz Taylor. Like Liz Taylor. Yep. Cool. Also, gracing our recording is our good friend and our producer, Elsie. Hi, Elsie. Hey, how's it going? Hey, Elsie, okay. we're gonna Elsie, we're gonna laugh today. Okay, that's good. Elsie, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Elsie. No, I'm so, sorry. Laughing so, with you. I'm laughing with you. So there's normal Elsie. <laughs> there's a little bit of the uh, of the extra emotion, Elsie, like we we had recently with Jen Cody with the Oscar winning moment, and then there's. What I believe to be bad mood, Elsie, today. I sense Elsie may not be having the best of days. Are you doing okay, Elsie? Um, to be determined. Uh-huh. I mean, it's November. She'll 4th. let us know in seven electoral votes. Oh, oh, <laughs> this is this is Trump related in a way. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. Uh, so full no. disclosure to our audience: this is being recorded precisely at the moment that we are in a razor thin race to 270 electoral votes in America. <sighs> oh my God. It is so close right now. We don't know. And we're all today has been a, a stressful day for many people in America for sure. Uh, and we literally at this moment do not know what that outcome is. So when you hear this, there may be some result results to that possibly. So we'll see, but just know if this show is extra weird, that is why. Anyway, speaking of extra weird, no, I'm just kidding. It is our guest, and she's no, not Speaking extra weird. of envy for yes. people from Canada. <laughs> yes, all, exactly. She is Canadian, as you heard. But seriously, all kidding aside, we could not be more thrilled. She is with us, and I shall explain why. It is stand-up comedian and just super nice person, Deborah. D. Giovanni, welcome to the show. Exactly. One of the reasons we're super excited is, again, full disclosure, I believe this may be our third attempt at this because we yeah. had technical issues due to COVID. Deb, Deborah was uh, a bit uh, sequestered and quarantined in a place that had a B- Airbnb, if I if I remember correctly, uh, in a place that had horrific Wi Fi. Uh, a dungeon. I was in a dungeon, pretty much. <laughs> right. Can I segue to a question for her since she said dungeon? Yeah. 
Uh, but before you do, I just need to point out the fact yeah. she's in a dungeon. I doubt it was because someone tackled her, threw her in a car, and threw her in a dungeon. She had chosen to be in the dungeon. This was my own doing. It was her vacation. Right. Anyway, go ahead. But speaking ahead. of dungeon, there's a meme that goes around that makes me laugh every time I see it. And so I have to ask my Canadian friend. Right now, America probably appears to Canada as if they are living in an apartment over a meth lab. <laughs> I, just, I just saw that the other day. that hilarious? And let me ask, do the Canadians yeah. feel like they're living in an apartment above a meth lab? I think yes, right now. And, I mean, honestly, wow. and like, not even like, a, like, not even like a nice meth lab, like a really, like a, ooh, a low oh, rent. Not like a like, nice like, meth lab where there's some teeth. Where there's Will they give teeth, you a lollipop? Like a handful of teeth. But this is, you know, it's so funny about the teeth because it's like, I feel like for so long, you know, we were always like, the, you know, the, the little brother that you're embarrassed of. You know what I mean? Like, uh, bring your little brother Canada. And now oh tables have turned. Now it's like oh marriage proposal. Sneak in and something with a prom queen. Wow. You know, <laughs> and it only took wow. me Mark, I know we didn't even officially kick off the show yet, but she's no, a dungeon. I feel, I, 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 she I went understand. to dungeon. I had to go to attic and meth lab. Beautiful. Done <laughs> and done. That's, that's all we need. Done. Show's over, everybody. That's all we needed right there. By the way, speaking of good memes, by the way, I saw so, someone someone sent around, which was which had to do again with the election and what it kind of felt like uh, yesterday. Is that yesterday f- felt like. Um, Christmas Eve, except you don't know if Santa's going to come down the chimney and give you presents or shoot your family. <laughs> oh, I saw oh, that too. Anyway, I saw something online that I thought was kind of funny. It said, uh, remember to put your I voted stick under your pillow tonight so the election fairy can leave you a Xanax. <laughs> <laughs> Very, very good. All right, we have a great show coming up. As if you we can't do. tell, uh, we're, we're we're going to have a, another uh, round of a Dresden moment where she tells about a, one of her adventures with a celebrity. We have a brand new segment with Elsie called uh, Headlines with Elsie. I will explain, and uh, of course, our salute to Tina Fey. And an improv game that we've never played before, and I will give you a hint. Get to the chopper. <laughs> if you know what that means, who knows? But I bet Elsie knows. Uh, and, of course, all about Deborah D. Giovanni. Oh, my God, it's going to be so much fun. She has so much to share, so much insight about comedy and her, her journey. That's all coming up right after this. But first, really, really quickly... Dresden, I have a question for you. Oh, uh, yeah. You have boxing gloves on. And oh, interestingly, yeah. box, not only boxing gloves, but you actually have one of those, you know, big, like, title belts slung over your shoulder. Like when you win, like, a heavyweight champion or whatever. And and on top of that, uh, you, you uh, happen to be sporting a few bruises here and there on your face. Um, I am so intrigued and I can't wait to hear all about it. Well, uh, let's see. Um, I, of course, 
am always trying to um, be as uh, physically fit as possible. And I was, um, <clears throat> couldn't get my nails done. So I thought, you know what? Actually, I have nothing. Let me think. Um, okay. I'm just going to go with this. I'm going to go with the first one I came up with. Anyway, Mark, you know, I'm glad you. <laughs> well, I thought maybe, you know, you know, it's funny. After I said that, it occurred to me that maybe, and I didn't set you up with this, by the way, but it occurred to me, we did have a Canadian on the show. So maybe you were anticipating Boxing Day. I don't know. But that's, uh, that was not, uh, like, I wasn't going there with that, but that was where I was. Anyway, yeah. it just fell into my lap. Anyway. All right, uh, well, All right I'll start over. <laughs> it's okay. We can. Why don't you just tell me to start the show? So we're not. I'm not going to go with that one. Oh, we what can. I was going to say yes. was that they gave me an award because I actually walked up those stairs. Rocky runs up. Okay, anyway, go ahead. hey no, Mark, uh, okay. start the show. <laughs> <laughs> From the Mouth Media Network studios in New York City, this is Funny People Talking with Mark Rako, Dresden Engel, and Elsie. Everybody, we're so glad you're here with us on Funny People Talking. Of course, we have Deborah D. Giovanni with us. Oh, yay, yay, yay. Uh, before we started, a quick piece of housekeeping. Just so you know, uh, Deborah, we uh, our, our single wish, other than having Deborah D. Giovanni on the show, is, yeah. is to have Tita Fey play some role interacting with the, the show. There are reasons behind it I won't get into, but uh, some close calls, and we're like, we just got to close the circle with her. Every single episode of this show, we pray to the comedy gods and very actively in hopes that by putting out to the universe some way, somehow, Tina Fey will do a drive-by. She'll say hi. She'll come on the show. She'll send us a postcard. It doesn't matter. <laughs> she'll order a pizza for us. I don't care. Just so we know, she was thinking about us in some way, shape, or form. Uh, so we're going to say a quick prayer to the comedy gods. You can listen or you may join in. It's all up to you. Oh, she she did the, she did the sign of the cross. Thank you. Uh, so I'll lead it off. Oh, Tina Fey, and comedy gods, please. Oh, Tina. please deliver us. It's the equivalent oh, of 270 We love you so much. Please be on the show. Men. Thank you. God bless us, everyone. All right, so. Wait, 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 wait. Deborah, is she in your phone? Do you know her? Is she I, have, I, I don't even have a seven, uh, six degrees of Kevin Bacon with her. I have nobody. I have no All way. right. All right. All right. All right. Oh. I had to ask. Thank, thanks. Hey, God, Thank I you, sweetie. Damn it. I was so sure we were going to get with Deborah. Why do we even have her on the show if she can't connect us with Tina? I'm thinking uh, about it. No, like, anyway. Three degrees too All right. Let's move on, shall we? I, it is, uh, what a perfect moment in time for... And now... It's time for Dresden Moments. A Dresden moment. Miss Dresden Engel. Mrs. Dresden Engel. Thank you. So I was thinking about our country right now. It's a little divided. It's 50-50. And it made me think of, oh, I don't know, a civil war, which we don't want anything like that oh to happen. God. And it made me think of an April Fool's joke that I did back in the day when I was working at a museum. And 
um, I got permission from the board of directors to write a blog. I called Ken Burns, the filmmaker, Ooh. Uh, who with whom I had had some interactions because of my job at this particular museum. And I said, would you play along with my joke? And he said, yes. So my blog oh. goes out on April Fool's Day. And my blog, oh, it looks so real. It looks so great. It talked about how the museum had just uncovered the oldest existing Civil War film in history. And Ken Burns was making his track from Boston immediately. He let me quote him saying this to investigate. And then it was like, click here to see a digitized version of this film. And when you clicked, it said, you know, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> oh, picture no. film was not invented until, 19, until 1894. However, <laughs> oh, no. however, you are not alone in, in not knowing the date it began. And, you know, please know we do blah, 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 preserve the films. And, you know, Ken Burns' collection is here as well. And we take good care of his films, including the Civil War, Civil War documentary. Okay, so uh, I got in a little bit of trouble because, like, the Boston Globe ran it. AP picked it up. Oh, no. <laughs> Sometimes success bites you in the ass. A local reporter went on air, stared at the camera, and said, I would just like to tell everyone that April Fool's jokes are, he just said, I don't agree with them. The media has too, too busy to, luckily people have forgiven me over the years, but. Oh my goodness, really. It was kind of fun. <laughs> That's the Oops. best. I love Oops. that. Oops. <laughs> That's great. What a great story. <laughs> so I just figured a little April Fool's joke in honor of our esteemed comedian. I won't say comedian because it's too sexist. And uh, here we are. But no, we're not going to have a civil war. We're all going to kumbaya. It's going to be nice. a beautiful thing. Although I do want to say, why does comedian have to be the go-to where we go to the man term as opposed to comedian? Why can't everyone be a comedian? <laughs> Yeah, so it's not even really just the man term. It's just the term, right? Uh, well, you know, I guess. Like if, actor, actresses don't want to be called actresses anymore yes, unless they're getting yes, an Oscar. Yes, an actor. Yeah. I mean, Deborah, could you tell us? Like, I mean, I don't like to be called. I do sketch. I don't like to be called comedian. Do you have any yeah, thoughts? Yeah, it's it it, a little is, old feminist. Well, that's the thing. It is. I mean, obviously, you know, it's just like the modern version now is just comedian. But I think there's something instead of like, I don't know, it like lightens it. Do you know what I mean? Like it just it feels yeah. like yeah. comedian light, like lesser. comedian lesser. Yes. It just does, right? It just does. You know, but yes. there's no like doctorette. You know, it's just doctor. So it's like <laughs> let it just be. You know what I mean? It's just. Yeah, there's there's always been something like I don't think I've definitely have ever referred myself as a comedian. You know, it just let me, let like, me, that would be that would be something people, like my my parents, my mother would have done. You know, but have you been introduced like that? Oh sure, oh sure. Not yeah. for, I don't feel like yeah. for a long so, time. I think it's probably been at least a decade since that's happened. But definitely in my life, that's happened for sure, for sure. Yeah, and you know, yeah, most weird. people don't mean anything by it. No, but it's just no, it's it's, it's just, rare. It doesn't sit well with me. Yeah. Yeah, it's just one yeah. of those, it's just unnecessary. It's unnecessary. It just, I think it just, you know, forces more of a divide, you know? And then it's like, that's, it's just yeah. unnecessary. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's so interesting. The it, it gets into the area of when does it become pretentious to clarify your identity as you see it? 
yeah. just because of the oh, Mark, like innocent faux pas so of someone true. else. The same way, by the way, it's not maybe it's not literally the same thing, or maybe it is, but you know, clarifying, I prefer to go by, you know, him, uh, his, her, she. But and you know all what that. you just did? You just made me think of the election again. Did I? <laughs> Well, yeah, that's what we're fighting for. <laughs> right. So, sorry about that. I can't no, no, that. no. I'm just saying, right? It, the, those are the little things that we're all so you, scared. So basically, I could say the tuna. progress would we've be, made. I, you, I'd say tuna. You would think of cats. Realize they don't have voting rights. There you go. Back to the election. <laughs> no. <laughs> that, 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 that didn't. That, that got. I would most, start singing it, "Memory of the Last <laughs> Time We Had <laughs> Someone Else in the White House." Oh, right. Oh, gosh. <laughs> or the last time Mark said a joke that hit all the people on the show at the same time. Uh, so I hey, we have nice goals for this hour. Yeah. Goals. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so interesting. I was thinking, like, you know, if you, if you, uh, just to finish the thought, if you, if you clarify using you as an example, Deborah, I'd say, actually, I prefer comedian, or sorry, yeah. I prefer comedian if you don't mind. Someone's going to look at you and go, what difference does it make? Why did you have to make a thing out of it? Now you embarrass yeah. me. But when you are just – what's wrong with asserting your identity? Because if they called yeah. you Gilda instead of – well, Gilda is maybe a compliment. But you know what I mean. If they called you uh, <laughs> Diane instead of Deborah, you might say, I'm so sorry. It's Deborah, right? But you wouldn't just go, oh, like, well, I'm not so smart enough to assert my identity. also like you know, a train of thought that it's like – at this point, we don't even, you know, want to be called, you know, female comedians. We just want to be called comedians. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, it, oh like, my god, right? Always, right? Always have female comedians, female comedians, and it's like, okay, you know, it, it's just, know. you know, again, like it's a lot of the, you don't say female lawyer, so it's like, why do you need to say female comedian? You know, it's, it's, it's very strange, very strange because it's like, and it does seem to be like there's only few like, you know, areas of, you know work that that's where they they do it do you know what i mean it's like right. I'm, the all female band the go-go's yeah. you know. know what i mean yeah it is it's, it's how, interesting, how could right? they all know how to play an instrument they're female right so you have to say it's a female yeah, band what? like what somehow how does that I mean, happen it's, it's ridiculous. so yeah so no comedian Similarly, <laughs> yeah similarly yeah. when we're on a plane why do we refer to them as flight attendant is it i mean why aren't they just attendants we're obviously oh. all on a plane. But we have to right. this Fair. Fair. Because that would replace. No, yeah. because that that would replace stewardess. It did. It did. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I do feel no, like I, I do feel like more people call it just attendance though now. Yes. You know what I mean? Rather than Yeah. Anyway, thank oh. you for that Dresden moment that uh, <laughs> somehow catapulted us into a conversation about uh, gender roles and professions, which is awesome. Uh, we're moving on now to our next part of the show, which is a brand new segment called uh, Headlines from Elsie. Now, one of the things that I know about Elsie is she reads so much news out there and so good at it. She, she can often have a really good idea of what an article is about just from even reading the headline. Like, like I could tell her headline and she would know exactly what the article is about without even having read it. And, and uh, I, I just – Thought maybe if you don't mind, Elsie, maybe we could just demonstrate this. Uh, I'd like to throw a few headlines to you, uh, and maybe you could just uh, take your 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 best shot at what you believe the content of the article is. Can we give that a give that a shot? 
Yeah. She loves bacon, cheese, cantankerous, and her cat's in a jazz band. She's the producer. It's Elsie. All right. So now these are actually uh, some of the uh, top uh, headlines from a category that I found in, an, in a search on the Internet. So the, the first one, is, the headline of this article is Amphibious Pitcher Makes Debut. Amphibious Pitcher Makes Debut. Uh, please, Elsie, tell us what this article was all about. Um, there's a, a species that is now known to uh, make itself, uh, sh- you know, shown to uh, mankind that uh, it, it surfaces above the water and it's a, it pitches. It's like, a, you know, those fish that come up and spit water. But these, these, these fish come up and they um, pitch balls of seaweed and, and uh, empty shells and what have you. And that's the way they defend themselves against predators. But because they've evolved so much, they've, they've now come from the depths of the sea. And um, they're making themselves known. And now we see them too. So they realize that the, the predators aren't just underwater. They're above the water too. That is fantastic. That is exactly right. That is from a National Geographic article. Uh, the next headline is cows lose their jobs as milk prices drop. Uh, that was a very interesting article. What was that about? Yeah, um, there's so many uh, lactose intolerant people or people who just don't, you know, just don't want to have that. So there's like almond milk and oatmeal milk and soy milk and coconut milk and all those kinds of things. So all these plant-based milks are uh, putting these cows out of work. <laughs> that is exactly right. That is that is from Business Today. Uh, the next headline is Man Accused of Killing Lawyer Receives a New Attorney. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that was an um, interesting article. What received the verbal well, um, if his attorney is dead, he's not going to be very good representation. So um, <laughs> he's got to get a new one. And uh, good luck to that one because, you know, if you see that your predecessor was killed by the clients, and I, I would say this is a perfect opportunity for a Zoom meeting. <laughs> very good. And last but not least, state Population, this is a real headline, state population to double by 2040, babies to blame. Um, Well, you know, you've got the pandemic, people are staying at home. Some people aren't that bright, so they're not planning ahead, knowing, oh, I don't have a job. Oh, I got no income. Oh, let's do it. Let's do the dirty. (laughs) So they're getting uh, themselves into a precarious situation. So it's, you know, the old adage, um, babies having babies. Oh, there you go. All right. Yeah. Well, that is headlines. With and now LCLC. I'm going to tell you. Now I'm going to tell you yeah. my fun fact. Um, okay, go so, ahead. Fun fact. So I want something light and fun since, uh, you know. So today's National Candy Day. And um, I don't know if you know this fun fact, but India was where uh, candy came from because it was this uh, sugar cane thing that they melted down and it became that hard syrup and what have you. And it was a uh, and K-H-A-N-D-A. And uh, it made its way around the world. And we finally got it here in the U.S. in the 1800s. OMG. So that's, uh, yeah. So National Candy Day is today. And the way you can celebrate it is eat candy, give some candy, <laughs> um, try some new candy, but just make it about candy. So, so what, what's the candy you are indulging in today, Elsie? Um, well, the 
I don't know who who surveyed what where, but they say that M and M's and uh, Reese's peanut butter cups are the number one sellers of the U.S. So I'm going for chocolate. I mean, I always go for chocolate. That's where I go. But yeah, so try some new candy, or maybe oh. you know, give some candy to somebody. Interesting that National Candy Day is a few, three days, four days after. You Halloween. think that's a coincidence? Yeah. Interesting. No, you gotta take care of those reserves in some it way. It should right? be fifty percent off. Candy day. Oh, well, for me there anyway. Some, there are also some oh, places I, right now having uh, like 75% off. Oh, so you man. Some good deals. Oh, I've got to go to CVS for that foot cream. Wink, nudge, Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> yeah. Deborah, what is your favorite? Do you, do you enjoy candy? And if so, what's your favorite? See, you know, I don't, this is going to be the, the divide because in Canada, like we think of, I think of candy as like just like not chocolate based stuff. Like, because we call uh, chocolate bars, chocolate bars. And I think you call them candy bars, right? Like, but yeah. that's, so in our mind, it's a very, it's a very different thing. So like a candy would be like hard, you know, it's a hard candy, like something you crunch or like, or like, it's like a, a fuzzy peach yeah. or a gummy, you know, something like that. So I, I actually so don't if like I go candy, upstairs. I like chocolate. Yeah. So if I climb the stairs from the meth lab to the attic. Yes. Yeah. To talk to my Canadian <laughs> friends. Yeah. I don't know if math gives you. I have to ask for a fuzzy peach. Exactly, okay. or like maple sugar. But I think that's maple that's more on that's more on par with what was invented in India with yeah. the sugar cane. Oh, it's good. a hard candy. And like, like sugar, yeah, right. That's what I think. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. like hardened sugar and stuff. You know. Yeah. Which I mean, please, I would yeah. I wouldn't say no. It's the only thing being offered, I'll take it. But I'm much more of a chocolate. <laughs> what about you, uh, Drez? I don't even know what your favorite candy is. I'm eating a blow pop over on the. I was going to say she's at, she's on a lollipop right now. <laughs> I literally needed it to calm myself down. I don't drink, so I had to need a device <laughs> because electoral votes. Does that a little CBD involved or? Uh... Oh, hey! I didn't even think of that. No, laughter is the best medicine. That's right. So once we started laughing, I calmed way the heck down. But um, <laughs> I am your typical chick that once a month, man, Mama needs a candy bar. chocolate 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 so it's a beautiful thing you know it's interesting uh kind of a gross fact but um getting the sugar cane wasn't you know easy um so having sugar only the wealthy and do you know that queen elizabeth Mm -hmm. the first was very 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 proud of her brown teeth because she had sugar sure it's a sign of wealth right it's a it's a yeah Interesting. What can we define amongst the four of us? What can we define right now as a sign of wealth? Um, Money. Uh, that I bought these headphones that have little lines yes. on the side for five dollars at five below in preparation of Deborah's interview because I don't know why I wanted to have them on <laughs> oh, for Deborah's interview, and nice. I ran out of time. <laughs> I ran out of time, so I didn't open them up. So on the next break, I'm going to put my headphones on. So there, that's my <laughs> excitement nice. for the day. Love it. That's my I, sign of wealth. I I don't know. I, I think our sign of wealth is that um, when we have to decide between one thing or another, geez, do I want a Hershey bar or do I want a blow pop? That's a sign of wealth, I think, to be able to make that, that distinction. That's a good I point. know that's deep, but... Uh, by the way, my favorite candy is a black licorice, but unfortunately, I have to be careful because black licorice can cause or can contribute to high blood pressure. 
really? actually yes yeah. and so if you have high blood pressure which uh, i'll admit that i do um you uh uh, you have to be really careful about eating it. And unfortunately, my favorite one is salted black licorice, which is a double whammy. So uh, I don't know. Anyway. The black licorice is black licorice is like you're predisposed to like black licorice. It's like a genetic like with licorice. Like it's no. like you either like yeah. It's not like it's it's like a, you hate it or you love it. There's no in between. There's no like I could grow it like this. Apparently, it's like in your genes. You either like black licorice uh-huh. or you don't. That is hilarious. I hate black liquor. I don't. The amazing I, facts. Yeah. And, and Mark, please let me apologize that, that you had to ask yourself your favorite candy because the three, <laughs> okay, the three biatches didn't <laughs> ask you. Hey, Mark. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. And that's our show, everybody. Uh, so, Deborah, um, uh, to tell you quickly, just because, you know, you're from Canada. Uh, I uh, Speaking of black licorice, when SARS was – a big deal one of the things they found out i may have said this on the show before if i did i apologize everybody but uh they they had found that the treatment for sars or 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 some sort of medicinal had its roots in had its uh its base in the the anise root and so when i when i learned about that um I actually was coming up on a trip to the Toronto Fringe Festival where I was performing. And so um, this was right sort of in the thick or, or tail end of SARS. So I just uh, felt uh, I could rationalize bulk loading on black licorice and black licorice spiced tea for many days before I went. And I don't know, I didn't get SARS, so I feel like my rationale was sound. Anyway, thank you, Elsie, for that. Thank you, Dresden, for Dresden Moment. We'll take a break. When we come back, we will have an improv game right after this. I bet you're wondering, who am I? Why am I here? What the hell is funny people talking? <sighs> exactly. This is funny people talking. It is time for our improv game. And today we're going to play what we've never played on Funny People Talking, but we played on Funny People Talking's predecessor show that this is basically a reboot of, uh, Monkey Radio with Mark, and it is called What Would Arnold Do? And basically the idea is we put Arnold Schwarzenegger in whatever position we want him to be and see how he adapts. And the key is how many of Arnold's phrases can you work into that situation? And there is no responsibility to be a great impressionist, but the goal (laughs) is to just do your best to do your best Arnold as you, uh, you become Arnold for a few seconds. Uh, So if you're all willing to play, this is so much fun. I will I will certainly demonstrate. Uh, so the key is a location and an activity. So I'll give you an example. One time we played this and the location was an ice cream parlor and the activity was suddenly 
uh, an entire league of little league players has walked into the ice cream parlor. So what would Arnold Schwarzenegger do in that situation? So of course he was like, get down, get down off there, you know, or whatever. And uh, I hope that you will give this a try. It's a fun game. If we can make it happen. I happen to personally love when Elsie plays this game. So uh, uh, how about uh, Deborah? Why don't you, uh, Give me a location, and uh, Elsie, you give me an activity that Arnold would be doing. It could be anywhere and anything. For location, I'm going to say roller rink. A roller rink. Okay, great. A roller rink, and the activity, Elsie. He's driving a Zamboni. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect, because, you know, Zamboni's in a roller rink, of course, but uh, that's that's even better. Thank you. He's he's confused. Yeah. He's confused. Uh, That's right. What am I doing here on the Zamboni in a roller rink? Who put this here? I will will drive it out. I will drive it out of the roller rink. I will drive it out, and then I will get down, and I will get out of here, and then get in my chopper. But for now, wait, what's happening? Oh, it's a fire! Fire! Somebody put it out! <laughs> Give me an extinguisher! Give me an extinguisher! I'm fire! But of course, I'm not on an ice rink, so it won't melt. It's going to catch a roller rink on fire. Somebody get me an extinguisher! Put it out! Get, you know, what is that? Is that a burn? It's not a tumor. It's not a tumor, it's a burn! Anyway, uh, that's uh, Arnold and a roller rink. So that's just my demonstration. Thank you very much. So, uh, Dresden, if you're willing to give this a shot, I, I understand. I, I, I don't think I will do it any. I'm happy to offer suggestions, but I don't think I'll do it any. I think it'll just be painful. I can't do the accent. I've been to Austria. That's the extent. But I can't. I can't do, I won't do him any justice. So can I just like give a suggestion or replace or something like that? Sure. Uh, Let's have, uh, how about we have, uh, Deborah, are you willing to try this? I'm not good at it either, but let's give it a go. Okay. I Um, love that you give it a go. go. Thank you. So Drez, why don't you give give, uh, uh, Deborah both a place and an activity? Okay. The place is you are on the set of The Wizard of Oz. (laughs) I won't I won't limit you. You can munchkin land, okay. bomb, whatever you need. Okay, okay. And the activity, the activity is you are carrying heavy things to impress Dorothy. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um channel your inner Austrian. It, uh Dorothy, it's not a tuba. It's a heavy <laughs> Thing that I'm carrying. Uh, it's uh, I'll be, I'll, I'll be back. Uh, I'll oh, yeah, there we go. Uh, once I click my heels together, these are terrible. You know what I mean? You get what I'm doing? Oh, I'm doing it. All right. Okay. Uh, no. uh, that was Peter and Schwarzenegger at the same time. That's right. Very, very good. Thank you very much. All one in the same. One in the same. Thank you very much. Good job. Hey, at least you tried. You were braver than me. That was great. Come on. I get participation points. You get points for that. Thank you. you. Everybody gets a trophy. (laughs) And uh, finally, we'll go with Elsie for uh, why not. Uh, And 
Uh, Deborah, why don't you give Elsie a location and an activity if you want to put her anywhere doing anything? He's at a bakery, and Uh um, he's looking for uh, a first aid kit. Oh, so oh my Arnold, God. Arnold is in a bakery. I love your mind. I love yes. your mind. What was, what, what was the last thing you said, Deborah? And he's he's in a bakery, and he needs a first aid kit. This is what first that's okay. All right, Elsie, take it away. What would Arnold do? Knock, knock. <laughs> yes, I see that you are open. I need a first aid kit. What? I thought this establishment. It has bugs. <laughs> if you if you see it, if it bleeds, kill it. I need a first aid kit. You have nothing. No, you have it, but you cannot find it. I'll be back. <laughs> All right. Thank you. The impression is worth the whole show. It's perfect. It's okay. There's no no <laughs> reference whatsoever to the fact that it was a bakery. It felt like a bakery, though. It's it's a bakery it felt like a bakery with bugs. Yeah, it's beside the med lab. It's beside the med lab. That's right. We it's we all need a moment. To <laughs> <laughs> it's not a neighborhood. We all, we all need a moment to collect ourselves and dry ourselves off. And when we come back, <laughs> it will be a thank you, Elsie. Thank you, Deborah. Thank you, Dresden. Uh, I love what would Arnold do. Uh, we will be right back. And it will be all about just nothing more than the greatest. And that's Deborah D. Giovanni right after this. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Funny People Talking and Elsie at Elsie the Producer. And please, for the love of all that is holy, subscribe to the show and leave us a damn review and a really, really good rating on iTunes. Pretty please? Thank you. We are back. Uh, okay, so uh, hey everybody, uh, we are gonna uh, dive right into <laughs> Deborah. It's Deborah's world. So exciting. Uh, so Deborah, we are just again thrilled as punch to have you here. It feels like the payoff has been has been sweet, yeah. being na- yeah. National Candy Day and all that stuff. Uh, yeah. What yeah. I would I would love to start out and ask you. Uh, a, a question sort of, I don't want to say it's been on my mind, but it seems very natural to ask. Is your comedy so unrelated to where you were born and bred that it doesn't matter that you're Canadian anywhere you perform, it just connects? Or is there such a thing as Canadian humor mm. that you need to sort of move past and know that you can connect with Americans or wherever you may be? This is a very good question. And that is really the first time I've ever been asked it in 20 years of comedy. Really? Um, Honest to God. It's totally true. Now, I'm serious. I'm not kidding. I would say, though, That's amazing. um, Because, I, I mean, truly, I do feel like I am, I mean, even though my accent will give me away and specific, you know, um, specific terms will, you know, will kind of give away my nationality and my ethnicity in, in 
on stage, but I don't think my topics are, are Canadian topics. And I just don't, it's just, I keep everything very, you know, I, and I don't even know if it was um like actually conscious thought. It just, that was just, you know, comedy due to comedy. I will say that there is definitely Canadian comedy, like just very specific. You take them out of Canada and it's, it won't, it's going to be lost. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be crickets because it's just, it, they won't get it. And it's not even, it's not even using, you know, saying candy bar and chocolate bar or saying, you know, um, about, or it's, it's not, it's the, there's almost like sort of an energy. Like if you go East, so anywhere, like if you're talking like Quebec and then East coast over, it's a very different, it's just a very different sort of sensibility of what they find funny. It's very, um, it's more, and I, I mean this truly and not in any way derogatory. It's more clown. It's very physical comedy. It's very sort of like that, especially when you go East coast, the neighborhoods, they all like have this sort of like unwritten kind of language that they all speak. And like, even someone from Toronto would go and I, I don't know what you're talking about. Someone from British Columbia would go into, you know, Nova Scotia and be like, I'm completely lost. So that is, I would say that, the, so the real sort of Canadiana would, I would say would come from the East coast. And I'm telling you, there are comics there that don't leave the East coast because they don't have to Quebec comics, same thing. They don't leave Quebec because they don't have to they can have their entire career just in quebec and it's enough you know they and it's also because it doesn't translate you know it really doesn't translate you know there is a difference like the french have a very different sense of humor than you know anglos they just do um yeah they it's you know paris you know france has a very different sense of humor but it's also the same with quebecois uh with french canadians it's a it's a very different sense of humor it's very it's very jokey it's much more sketch rather than just you know uh you know set up and punch kind of thing but i do i do i mean i know i know comedians it it does like it, it there really are you know and like there are comics right now that like you know I know that are millionaires and super successful and people would never have heard of them because they've made their entire career in Canada and never had to leave you know like never had to leave and it's a very specific like I toured with um last year with a comedian who is exactly the example of this his name is Rick Mercer he's an East Coast comedian he's worked his whole life in television and he is he is like he's Elvis. Like, I mean, people run up to him in the street, but Americans don't know who he is. No European. It's just, it's just in Canada. And it's very specific because his jokes are very, there is just such Canadiana that he couldn't, he it couldn't transfer. If I dropped him, I said, come to LA and do a set. He wouldn't be able to, because it's just so specific. And it's very, I, yeah, I, I, am I making myself clear? Does that make sense? You know, because it just, it just really is. I don't even know how to. Deborah, I mean, would you, prefer that to travel and to you know be a two country kind of gal mm, or absolutely absolutely oh, and that is you know i think i i don't think it's just you know canada i think it's you know it's europe and uh i think it's the world that they everyone does want success in the states they just do it just 
You know, it's I know it's so weird that we're talking about it on today of all days, you know, the day after the election as we await our, our fate. But it's true. It just is because it's just it's it's so funny. Just it's the most international, even though I think a lot of us think of, you know, as Europe is so international. It's just not. It's like America has the most. It's like where everything is made. And I think that's everyone's, you know, it is everyone's goal. And it's it's there is a thing too, like, you know, when you leave Canada, everyone is like, oh, you left. Oh, you know, and then there's a little bit of like, you know, Oh, look at Deborah had to leave Canada. She now she turned her back. It's not we turn our backs on us. It's just you want sort of more. There is a ceiling in Canada. There is a glass ceiling in Canada. There really is. I mean, oh, it's, okay. I'm sad to say it, but it's true because we Canada gets most of its entertainment. It's either you know very local or it's everything from America. You know, so it's um. They, they 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 know why they just don't they don't like to admit it you know I learned like I learned I learned my lesson the hard way um, just a quick aside I had the theater beat for a newspaper and I went up and I was interviewing people at in Toronto as well as at the Stratford Festival and I'm like and so have you done Broadway and it was like I swore like no oh, we have our own talent here Stratford. oh yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> no 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 the fact that I wasn't in the locks and stocks yeah. was a big deal. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. yeah so, be <laughs> a right. proud Canadian. But That's you have Canada. come to the yeah. States and you, you've, right. had a, yes. you've had fabulous success. I mean, 20 yes. years. You started doing stand up in 2000. I know. My goodness. Woo. Wow. Incredible. And like by the way, uh, <laughs> I did want to point out that I think Theater Beat was uh, uh, for the preppy kids who couldn't read Tiger Beat. So, anyway, uh, the. Uh, oh, honey, that stuff was all over my walls. Andy Gibb, uh, Garrett, um, Sean, Cassidy. Sean Cassidy. You know, we're the oh, same age, girl. I'm going to do do all over you, Ron, 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 let me tell you. Meow. Uh, <laughs> So, let, so let's unpack what you were just talking about, Dresden, and yeah. some of the success here. Just to give our listener, uh, if they're not intimately familiar with Deborah's background. Yeah, she's a really big freaking deal, people. She, she is. So a couple of things. One is I love the fact, and I'm sorry that I'm referring to this particular resource, but I love that Wikipedia makes sure to point out right up front that you are a Canadian stand-up comedian of Italian descent. <laughs> <laughs> So, so it that somehow was first of all as if we didn't know that from DG hilarious that is it's so anyway um, what I what I, the, so so the two things I want to point out based on what I my my cursory research here is his one deep is, Wikipedia dive I, I love so much <laughs> that your career began as you know Deborah with uh, taking the the inaugural uh, year of comedy writing and performance course at uh, mm -hmm. Humber College uh, yeah. and uh, and and then you you went from deciding hey I'll take this course to uh, being a sought-after headliner and a very accomplished voice performer, but three huge, and I don't want to limit you just to these particular accomplishments, but three 
big accomplishments really stand out to me. One is you you made it all the way to, to eighth place on the fifth season of Last Comic Standing, which means you were top ten. And, you know, once you're in the top ten, the slightest, a fly can come in the room and move you from from ninth to eighth or eighth to ninth or whatever. You know what I mean? And so congratulations on this. It was that. Another huge one is, I assume this was huge, is in uh, 2018 you performed on Conan, which is certainly a a, a big deal yeah. to to hit that mm-hmm. milestone. It's like it's like getting a real speaking part on Law and Order for an actor, <laughs> except there's way fewer speaking parts for comedians on Conan. So, yeah, yes, um, yeah. And then and then uh, last year. Uh, and congratulations for this. Your comedy album, Lady Jazz, got a Juner Award nomination uh, at, at for Comedy Huge. Album of the Year at the Juno Award, which is a yeah. big deal. Which is like a uh, Grammy, which is like a Canadian uh, Grammy. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So what yeah. I want to know is, out of those three things, because they happened at different points in your career, yeah. what to you stands out as the biggest deal out of the three of those Co- being on Conan getting a Juno nomination for comedy album of the year or being on at least what at the time was one of the biggest things in comedy which was last comic standing oh, and making it to the top yeah. 10 yeah. which of those okay. was the biggest deal for you see that's okay um another good question i would say like personally Conan is sort of like for all comedians, like getting a late night spot is sort of like the Holy grail. Do you know what I mean? That's like one of the yeah, things you're yeah. going for. So you get it. You're just like, there we go. Ugh, got it. You know? So great. But it would, but honestly, the, the honest answer for that is it has to be last comic standing because that was such a, um, you're right. At the time it was a very big show and it was, you know, um, I think that was, I think the second last year that they, did like international performers because they had Brits with us and there was Canadian and then they closed it after that. So I just kind of snuck under. And it was also like, like, as my mother called it, you know, it was on NBC. And as my mother said, she's like, it's a real television station. Like that's my mother. You know what I mean? She's like, it's a real <laughs> network that we've heard of. And it's like, one yeah. of the three so, networks. Know, like, real, right. It was the big one. And that's, and it was, it was just, it was really like, you know, I love doing it. It was fun, but it was also I think it had the most lasting effect. And I'm still to this day shocked by how many people still bring it up. I mean, it, the, I, I did that in 07. Like it was 2007, 2008 that that was happening that season. And it's so 13 years and I still, it still holds weight. And like that kind of, that kind oh, of yeah. um, credit is just like, you know, you think, okay, you know, you're probably get a couple years of buzz and that's great. And, but it's still a credit that people still refer to. And, you know, I'll, I mean, I'll be somewhere. They'll be like, you know, and they'll be like, oh, I love John that show. And it's like, oh, okay. Like, you don't, you, I didn't realize the shelf life it has. You know what I mean? Like, it did, it really, it really does. It brought it did. Yeah, it brought stand up into the level. mainstream. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you know, and they and, and they and tweak the show were... since, and now there's competition shows of stand up because of that show. And yeah, yeah, but it's 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 really like I was I'm I'm really you know delighted to see how sort of how long the credit really had like a lot of heat on it, and it's it's still like it's still on the top credits, you know, and it still gets well, something. It's, it's like... not like you know. Yeah, it's like you the those of you. I mean, I could list everybody that I've I've you know gone to see their show live mm-hmm. because they were 
on that program. Oh, last, and yeah, you know, absolutely. you're like the, the royalty, the stand-up royalty. I mean, yeah. the show really had that much power and, and you earned it, man. I yeah. some I love reading comments that people have written um on on some of your uh videos. Um yeah. this person, uh she won me this is on a YouTube video of yours. She won me over within the first thirty seconds. Seriously, she could dictate my grocery list and be freaking hysterical. <laughs> Oh, that's fun. That's nice. <laughs> and this one's a big compliment. She's very funny. She reminds me of a female Robin Williams. Oh my! And that, that's you could wow, take it any way you lovely. want. And then they oh, and then they did the R.I.P. with the heart. Um, okay, my, and then I this know. is assume that was about Robin Williams. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah I hope so. Dear right? God, and then this, I don't know something. And then this one I agree with, but I didn't write it. I just want to spend the night at her house and eat snacks and talk about everything. <laughs> that's fun so all right i'm so good at a slumber Robin party Williams, i'm great at a slumber party right Woo! yeah so from what hey that should be the name that should be the name of your next comedy show yeah slumber party with deborah oh, i like I'm it that yeah. um with <laughs> dot 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 with snacks but for somebody to say they also said you should do disney voices but that's oh. lucrative right so hey oh. yeah anyways but so from robin williams to i just ah. want to hang with her and yeah. she could read me the phone book. I mean, yeah, how many yeah, comedians yeah. get that kind of praise in one feed on one YouTube video? That's great. That's freaking that is, amazing. That's, yeah. that's pretty amazing. So that I, is, that's, yeah. It's sweet. I mean, do yeah. you, do you take the time? I mean, I, I've, you know, it, it, with different celebrities I've worked with, they tell me that it hurts them when people say negative things. So sometimes well, yeah. they stop reading. So, so that's, and I, that's exactly it too. Like I years ago stopped reading the comments because yeah, it's, it's, you know, you get a lot of good and it's so lovely, but like just some of the, you know, as, as we know, trolls, people that write, trolls, trolls. Yeah, the trolls that write things, it's like, who cares? You know, they're in their parents' basement. Who cares? Yeah. But it's just, it's just like, <laughs> they just get yeah. you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They just get you. Yeah. And it's just like, it's the one thing. So you can have 20 lovely things and one bad thing. And it's just, yeah. it just sticks in your, you know what I mean? It just gets it's you. Right. So, and you can't yeah, help it. So You're human. You can't help You're it. You're feeling. human. And it's exactly, you're still a human being and it still hurts. And so like, I did make the, I made the decision uh, a while ago that it was like, I'm just going to stay away from the comments altogether because right, I'm so not I'll strong just collect enough. Them for yeah, you. I'm just going to say just the nice one, you know, because like, I'm not strong yeah. enough to go, I'm just going to read the nice one. You can't like they, they, they sneak in there. So like, that's exactly. So if something comes up, then it'll be like, you know, friends will be like this one and they'll tell me nice ones. Like, okay, that's a nice thing you're about. But yeah, it's, um, and I think that's something that performers really have to do for themselves. It's just do not read yeah. the comments. It's just, it's more, it's just unnecessary. You're just breaking yourself down. It means nothing. And yeah, so I don't anymore. Oh but I like God. those. Though. Thank you very it. much for those. Those are nice. Yeah, <laughs> that's but, very but nice. it just yeah. and it was it literally was the same feed on the oh, same nice. video. Yeah, it just goes to show how you touch people. So so be proud. And how differently too. Thank you. That's God, yeah, that's nice. We need laughter yeah. right now. Oh, so goodness, I just wrote down yes. a couple of things from some of yeah. your bits that I love. But obviously, I just you know obviously when people listen, we want them to laugh a little. Mother Teresa rolled her eyes. Okay. Oh, that just struck me as so funny, but now I can't remember the setup. The, the joke. joke, the joke of that is, is that my whole thing is I hate people that don't hate people. Like that is one of my least favorite people. You know when you're your friends and like I love everyone. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Are you slow? Grow up and hate someone. Do you know what I mean? Like that's the whole. I'm like, I don't care who you are. I promise you, at some point, even Mother Teresa rolled her eyes. Rolled you know what I mean? Like there's no way. 
she's out there, she's yeah. hot, and okay. someone's like, I'm hungry, like, shut up! You know, like, there was at some point, don't kid yourself, I know she's a All saint, right. I might have, but at some point, she's I like, might have ah, written you know. this one... I might have written this one wrong. Put the 45 man with an earring down. What I must have written that wrong. Something about a 45-year-old man with an earring? Anyway, we'll move on to frosting on KFC chicken skin. <laughs> okay, this came from this. You know when you go to your doctor and your doctor says to you, like, you know, they take your weight and then they start telling you their diet suggestions. But then they do something like weird, like they'll give you like, um, they'll try to make it positive. Like, you know what you should do? You should live your, your life like it's your last day on earth. And to me, that is the worst thing you can say to a big woman. Are you kidding me? Because if it's my last day on earth, why do I care what I'm eating tonight? Are you, if I'm dying tomorrow, tonight is KFC, KFC skin with icing. That's what it is all night long. <laughs> Nobody eats the chicken. I'm going to throw the chicken away. If I'm dying oh. tomorrow, oh. I'm not having a, an I apple. Love you. My goodness. I love you. <laughs> like, and then this one stands on its own. My tears have more water pressure than California. <laughs> oh. That's just true. That's just science. And then, Mark, I wrote this down, and this goes back to you shouldn't have made her do Schwarzenegger. You have no capacity for a foreign accent. <laughs> I don't. Uh, My time. brain turns off. My like, This is me doing British. This is me doing British. That's it. That's all I got. So I don't know what the Schwarzenegger is going to sound like when I hear listen to it back, but it's not going to sound. Oh, it's, it was better than you think, I think. But yeah, that's maybe you, 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 and the greatest thing that'll be your bell. What like that'll be your marker for like uh, all time. On. You'll say, you know what? Oh that was the best I ever watched right at that moment. Uh, Deborah, oh let me God. ask you. Just since, yeah. since uh, all kidding aside, you you made reference hey. to size and so forth, and I mean this with with such delicacy and respect, but. Um, you you do in your comedy reference your size or you yeah. you you know as you as you just did and so forth. Um, how how much of that how much of that is just a realization that that is what people are experiencing and you want to address that and just make it sort of get it out of the way and say hey I'm cool with it it's whatever yes. or does it become a like, is it a piece of material that's almost like a like a a chicken and egg sort of situation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we're, we're, we're yeah. almost like like, and I'm not saying this is reality, but like, you would almost not want to lose the weight because you would lose too much material. Do you know what well, I'm see, saying? I, like, yeah, if, I totally do. I I totally do. Okay, and I would say it's for on both of those uh, statements. Number one, it is there is sort of the the um, unwritten rule in comedy that it's like you acknowledge what the people are looking at. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, if someone, if, if, if a man was to get on stage and he's, you know, four foot 10, the first thing he's going to say is something like, because it's almost like you're saying to them, I know, I know, let's all relax now and have some fun. Do you know what I mean? Like, and it's, yeah, and it's not, yeah. and I mean, yes, you don't have to do it for everything. I mean, obviously like a beautiful blonde woman doesn't have to come on stage and go, I'm a beautiful blonde woman, but she sort of does. But she Wait, sort I'm going to start my act with that from please. now on. Would you please, I'm just gonna... please? $5 for every time you do that. But listen, but it's, it's true that there still is, there's, and you know, there honestly is, it's like, yeah, Canadian, Canadian. So 275 USD. Um, but 
but there's there still is though there still is that like so like even if like a blonde bombshell gets on stage trust me in her first two minutes she's going to do a joke about how she looks because there is that sort of thing like where you have to like get on the same page as the crowd and be like Hey, I, I know, I know where we are. I know you don't have to like turn to your friends or, or wonder in your head. And I mean, again, it's like, it's sort of strange that we do have to do that, but you just do. And it's, and it's, and it makes it easier, you know, especially for something like weight, you know, for something that's not as, uh, I guess I want to say societally acceptable. So it is. So it's kind of like, I'm telling the crowd, I know who I am. I know what I look like. And I'm up on stage having the time of my life. So let's all relax and have some fun. You know, you know? Deborah, so and I, then, I, I I do, yeah. I do sketch, so I'm starting to yeah. get, uh, get into stand up, and I just have like two jokes at the top because I'm a big girl. Too. Yeah, just yes. Get it and out you know, of the way. And you know what? To be honest, it's like there. there I think you know, as as I've gone on uh, in my career, I think I have less sort of like really like fat centered jokes, and now. Like if someone, and you know, I, people have said in, in comments and in, in interviews and whatever, people have been like, you know, but you're making your whole set about being a fat woman. And the thing is, it's not. It's that I'm a fat woman doing a set. So my jokes come from the world that I live in. So I live my life in this body. So therefore, everything that I experience is being experienced by a fat woman. It's so it's the same thing as being experienced by a man who's 6'10", by, you know, by whatever it is. You know what I mean? It's like a big nose, you know, oh, yeah, short, yeah. whatever it is. It's like where someone gets on stage and does, and, you know, a redhead. I mean, anything. That That's how they experience life. And so yeah. that's how I experience life. So and there is funny a little bit to is me. funny is funny. And funny is funny. It Funny is funny. I, I mean, honest to gosh. Like, I'm like, if it made you laugh, who cares what the root of it is, but there yeah. is a little bit, you know, right. in the like world. who can't laugh at the frosting yeah. on chicken skin Come, exactly. on your last day and on you've the all fought it, and you've all <laughs> fought it, so shut up. But it's you know, so um, but there is, but there is a little thing too, like with the world, you know, like there is fat phobia, and people sort of want to attack on, you know, they oh because they're trying to be, you know make us healthy and, and for our own good kind of thing. But there is still, I do get a lot of like, oh, you shouldn't have to do that. But it's funny because they would never go to, you know, an Asian man, a tall woman, uh, you know, a guy that's, oh, I'm bad in bed. Like you'd never be like, why do you talk about that? It just still seems to you. Get, you know what I mean? You get like your thing, yeah, yeah, and they, yeah, and they yeah, allow yeah. it. But there's something about a big person that people still, especially a big woman, that they're like, "Oh, is that all you're going to talk about?" It's like, no, that's actually not all I talk about. It's just you definitely where it comes don't from. only talk about that. No, I talk about you all sorts of things. But it's, you, but I you know, love your variety. The variety right? and, you know, of and comedy and is and that and that it's, it's true. And it's like so it always makes me kind of a little like whenever someone says to me, "Oh, all your jokes you're not about to," I'm like, "You haven't watched enough. You haven't watched any of my material." You watched two jokes and you turned it off is what you did, you know, and that's, and that's yeah, a shame yeah, for them. Because if but, you kept yeah. listening, you would have cried and said, I was yeah, a female yeah, exactly. Robin Williams. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and I will not come to your sleepover. <laughs> yeah. Sleepover with Deborah. Next. Read but me yeah, the phone but book. That's, but that, Mark, that's a, that's a great question. And it's something I'm, you know, thrilled to answer because it's, um yeah, it's, it's real. And I think a lot of us, I think, you yeah. know, I mean, we all, we all get into comedy. Let's be honest. We all get into comedy as a bit of a defense mechanism. You know what I mean? Like it just is. Yes. It just, I mean, a little yes. bit, you know, we're all, we all get funny for totally. survival. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we all got something. We all got something. Got what, uh, what would you say? And I'm, I don't mean this like some sort of clever question. I'm really asking you, who do you think does not find you funny? 
Like you, oh. you may have found pockets of types of audiences oh. that just yeah, she's ready. You know you're she's gonna be ready to answer. It does. It just doesn't work. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? And here's the thing. There is the, I think all comedians, we want to make everyone laugh. In our hearts, we want to make everyone laugh. And somewhere yeah. around year 9, 10, 11, you start realizing, I'm not going to make everyone laugh. And then it becomes way easier. Then you, you are able to relax and enjoy yourself a little bit more. I'm not. Not everyone is going to like me, and it's totally okay because plenty of people like me, right? The people that do not like me, the people that I'm going to struggle with the most, men that wear baseball caps all the time that, you know, are, I mean, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, there's, 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 a, there's a group of men that are not interested, and these are like, you know, men that are not woke, men that are not, you know, men that, that have, a, they think a woman should stay in the kitchen and be seen and not heard. Those men are not going to be interested in me at all. They're just, they will not listen to me. They They're won't give it to be, me. They're not going to be, sadly... They're not going to be interested yeah. in any female comedian. They're not. The re the chances are they're themselves. not. Yeah, they're honestly yep. that, and that, those men are. You're right. They're only going to want to watch white men. Yeah. But there is, you know, but then they will, you know, they will watch the uh, Eliza Schesslingers and like the, you know, the hot girls. They'll they'll watch the hot girls, but they'll still have their arms crossed. Do you know what I mean? And then the, at the end <laughs> yes! of the show, they'll be like, "You're okay," <laughs> you know that that kind of thing. So yeah. But that's that's the one Eating too, and there's also too. It's like, yeah, like rage, rage. <laughs> there, there is. There's that. There's that sort of like little pocket that I'm just like, whenever I walk in, and it's that that kind of crowd. I go, it's gonna be a dog fight tonight, you know that kind of thing. So, dog fight. Yeah. <laughs> this is maybe a really hard question to answer, but I'm still gonna take the courage to ask it. What? <laughs> Deborah, I'm gonna hold you and rock you after this question. <laughs> that's right. No, it's not a hard. When, <laughs> Do you have a sense of when you know something is funny? Like when you think of it and you go, because I mean, we just know when something's yeah. funny. It's not like we can yeah. define it, but you must have gotten over the years a sense when you think of a joke, you go, this is going to kill because, because I just know when I do something like this, yeah. it works because of who I am or how I deliver or how people think of me. So this just naturally, when it occurred to you, or you could even write something and say, I need something to fill this spot. I know when I write something like this, generally it will, it will do its job. Yeah. So See, what have you learned about your own comedy? Yeah. There are like, there are, there are like, um, little brackets, right? Like there's definitely things that come to you. And sometimes it's just like, the ones that I go, oh, it's going to murder when it comes like really easily, like when it just then it just drops into your head, drops, you know, just just comes out your writing and it just lands. The wording lands perfectly. And it's, you know, those are the ones that you go amazing, you know, and then there are ones that you work out on stage or there's something there's a kernel there and you build it and they sort of become your favorite ones because you had to work for them. You know what I mean? But there are the ones that you go, oh, I know this is the one. And the ones that I know are always going to work are like the ones that have the, you know, they have that sort of like that bit of that twist, that bit of a surprise that they think you're going to say one thing, but you say the other thing. And that kind of stuff. There is sort of like a formula go, that's always, that's always going to kill. But like, and, and to get it like even more personal, like things that I write down everything that makes my best friend laugh. Anything that I'm talking to that makes, if I'm telling uh -huh. her a story or I'm saying something, Good if my best friend her. laughs, I'm like, give me a second. And I just write that down because she's nice. My 20, you know, she's been, we've been best friends for 26 years. And you know what I mean? She's honed and, and she's the one that I'm like, if she, if she like if she likes it, it's probably going to make it into the act. So yeah. What's your, what's your friend's name, Deborah? Robin. If you don't remember. My best friend. Robin. Yeah. Robin. Robin. Shout out to Robin. Shout, Shout out Robin. to Robin. Hey, Deborah, can I can I ask a question? 
Yes. Just very much for my own personal use. Janine yes, Garofalo started this years ago by bringing notes on stage. Yes. And I, you know, since I want to get start comedy, uh, do sketch more. I'm sorry, stand up a little more than sketch in the future. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think it's ever hurt your act at all. If I've seen that you've no. had notes, what are your thoughts on no. that? I see it, it. You know what? It's so funny. Cause it's so divided. Like I started bringing my notebook on stage when I moved to LA because I was like, I'm doing all new material. So like I left everything that I did in Canada behind. It was like, I'm doing all new jokes and it's just, I don't have a good memory. So it was literally like going, me going, <laughs> I'm going to want to remember these jokes. And then I started- And it made you more comfortable, to, right? And it does. It does because I'd rather remember what I'm saying. And then like my books are like this big. Do you know what I mean? Like they're little notebooks. And then I started sort of like, it started becoming, you know, a little bit of a prop that I would, you know, sort of like you bounce around like a, like a- uh, a maestro and then you know referring to it having jokes about the notebook and then it just sort of started <laughs> happening but it's like those are still I still only do that when I'm doing short sets and when I'm working out jokes at, at rooms that I'm f- uncomfortable in I don't do that when I headline like I don't you know or if I do it's very like it's beside me and I take a glass I take a sip of water and I glance at my notebook or whatever but like for long sets I really don't but like short stuff I like it like 10 minute set I like it it feels natural to me I don't think anyone's looking going and saying uh what is she doing it just it feels okay but like when I'm standing if I was to do you know a headline set and I'm referring to my notes then I feel like I'm making the crowd not feel safe that what does she know what she's doing that kind of thing huh. now comics huh. comics Thank are you. divided on this though comics are super divided there are tons of comics that you know say to me oh my god I love that I think it's so funny. And then other comments are like, why do you bring a notebook on stage? What are you doing? Like they just, so it's, it's a 50, 50 split, 50, 50 oh, split. Thank you for that. But I, but I, I always look with, it. I always look at the notebook too, as well as this though. If you're making them laugh, who cares? Do you know what I mean? Like if right. I'm, if I'm standing, if I'm standing on stage and I'm flapping, if you've been laughing, I'm really, I really don't care. I don't care if you've got a chalkboard. I don't care what's stage. flapping up there. You know there. what I mean? I don't care. Exactly. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. So cool. Thank you. Deborah, uh, the, 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 the magic TV fairy waves their wand yeah. and you get that coveted opportunity of a sitcom. Oh. Uh, number one, do you want it? Number two, if you were got to choose your co-star, who would they be? Oh, God. Oh, that's a hard one. Um, I, would, I would definitely want it, but I would want to be a part of an ensemble. Like that would be the thing. Like I used to always want to be a star and I don't think I want to now. I think it would like, I'd want to be, you know, like a broad city. Yeah. Like, a, or like a broad city, like Duke combo, or two of us kind of thing. I, I'd love that. I mean, who do I want it? Oh God. That's like, that's like asking like who your, what's your favorite song. I don't even know at this point. There's so many like people just in my community that I'd love, like Rory Scovel, Beth Stelling. I mean, if we're really going to get crazy, you know, you want like, Julie Louis Dreyfus. I mean, who else? Jane Lynch. Who else can we get in there? Do you know, like, there's, there's a lot. But like, it's like, like you look at a giant like Judy Gold. Yeah. But honestly, I think you and Judy Gold would be too much of the same thing in a way. Like yes. you would, you, you actually wouldn't, you wouldn't yeah. work together. It wouldn't yeah, work. Like if, if we were playing sisters, I would have to one of us. You know, we'd have to one of us have a much smaller role. Do you know what I mean? Like it would have to be exactly. That kind of thing. exactly. Yeah. Too much frenetic energy, kind of thing. Right. <laughs> so, so, like, so, someone like someone like a bestselling who's way more laid back. That would be, you know, a very yeah. sort of fun. But, but Julia Ruth Dreyfus was a really wonderful yeah. example because yeah. she's freaking hilarious, but she kind of plays it straight a lot of the time, which she is does. And you know, the beautiful thing about her is that every show that she's been on, she's such a different character. 
Do you know yeah. like where sometimes like someone is that character they're that character for the rest of your life and you can't see oh, past it? Yeah. I, mean, I know. She, you know, it's just no, it's just so that's that's why I think just because she could. Yeah, she deserves. Anything, she deserves all the success she's had. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. You know what's funny too? If you look at her back on her brief time on Saturday Night Live, oh, yeah. I mean, she she did fine, but if you really look at her. She's a a pale version of herself on oh, that gosh, show. Not even close. To what yeah. her capability is, yeah. you know. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. kind of interesting. Um, as we close out here, I, I just yeah. have a couple from from me, from mine, not to shut anyone else down. I, I I'm I always love to know, as you look back over the years, is there a is there a joke that you you were just absolutely positive was going to slay just like you're like this is it this is the one i'm going to be remembered for maybe i'm exaggerating here but i'm saying this is huge and it just you've never gotten it to work and you just can't figure out why and then maybe conversely is there a joke that you were was like a throwaway and you like brought the house down that, that you remember yeah they they we all have those you know they just you just do and there are jokes still that like we don't let go because we like them so much and they never work they never work. Like I'm just, <laughs> honestly, there's really ones that you just go, that one's just for me that people don't laugh. I still, I think it's hysterical. Like right now, like one that it just doesn't work. I don't care. I do it over and over again. It makes me laugh so much. And my joke is, cause right now I'm, I'm cat sitting, I'm babysitting a cat. And, um, you know, uh, I say, but you know, this is, um, you know, I, I, I don't know this cat very well. And, you know, before, uh, COVID, you know, I perform every night, I'm out of the house every night, you know, and I worry about the cat. I don't know this cat. Is he scared without me? What's he doing at home? And then on like usually about day five of our time together, I start thinking to myself, what if the cat is also doing comedy at home? Do you know what I mean? What if when I leave the house, the cat's all, what's the deal with all the crying? And no one ever laughs at that. And it makes me, it makes me, because I'm doing side films and you know, what's the deal? I have heard it's you. Like, I have heard you do that joke a lot. It's my favorite. It's my favorite joke. It's one of my favorite jokes. <laughs> she does it all the it time. makes me laugh. And I wrote yeah. that joke. I wrote that joke years ago. Years ago. And then I tried. No one liked it. I brought it back and I was like, I'm still doing it. And still no one likes it. <laughs> I don't care. I particularly love that, Deborah, because not only is that a great freaking joke, but yeah. Elsie's cat, none of your business, uh, plays saxophone in a jazz band. <laughs> True story. Yeah. I'm not even remotely surprised. Yeah. But then he, True and story. like I usually, I usually at the end of that joke too go and say that one's just for me, you know. And then I, haha, these are all just for me because it is, and it is, and most all comics do that too. They're like, ah, oh, that one. There, I think every comic in their long set has at least one joke that never works, and you don't care, and you just stick in it because it's like yeah. you gotta have ones for you, do you know? And then there, then there are definitely jokes that you know um, maybe you've outgrown them or uh, you just don't want to do it anymore, and they're the ones that like if you don't do it people come up and go why didn't you do that one and it's just like okay you know it's like, it's like in a band do you know what i mean like if you don't do the number one hit they're mad you know what i mean it's like god i used to hear that Joni mitchell would just be like i'm not doing both sides now i'm not doing yeah i'm not doing it i won't do it again you know and that and there are ones like that and it's not because you hate the joke it's just because you're like oh man um, let me move on from that and you know and people want it so you still do it and you still love it but it's like you know you'd rather do that but, but you know what there's still you're still hit, you know when you hit the intelligent part of the audience that makes them yeah. go huh 
or yeah. a grin versus a guffaw, yes. right? Oh, yeah. So I think it's, it, I'm I'm sure people still enjoyed the line. Yeah, yeah comics know, are always the, playing the to the back of the room, though, too. Most comics are playing to the back of the room. We're always playing for the other comics. We really want the comics to laugh. We want the crowd to laugh. But if you can make your peers laugh, you're like, that's, that's really all that matters. That's really all we're ever doing. We're really just trying to make each other laugh. <laughs> All right. My final question for me yeah. anyway is um, what, what in your life, I know it's going to sound super deep, but maybe we'll have something interesting. What, what, what's something in your life that let's say you've put down that yeah. I don't mean like a pat, but I mean like what's something you put down that maybe someday you would like to pick that back up. Oh God. Oh, wow. Um, oh, what's his well, name? I, you know, I went to, <laughs> I went to, I went to art school. I wanted, I wanted to be an artist. And I always think I wouldn't mind doing that again at some point in my life, you know, like as off time, you know what I mean? Like where you start painting again at some point. I would. It's just, it's just one. And that's just like a a non-funny answer. But it's true, you know, because I loved it so much. And it's so um, it was such a big part of my life for so long. And then, you know, then I turned to comedy and it was sort of like, you know, art just got set aside and never picked it up again. And now, oh my God, it's been decades since I've painted anything. And I think just, you know, one day it's like when, you know, when you have the time and you're the hustle, you can slow down on the hustle and, you know, successful enough that you have your painting room, you know, or whatever successful people have, uh, rich people. But like, I, yeah, I think something like that I would do again, just, you know, just for me, just, just because I like it so much. So. Yeah. I love that so much. And, and, and Deborah, I know we don't know each other uh, deeply well, but I, I would like to personally. And she just did a fabulous hair flip when I you know. said that. It was perfect. <laughs> it was. It was very perfect. You like you wish, you wish you did, sir. <laughs> you're a, you're a, you're a hat. <laughs> was that just for me? Uh, so um, so my, I would like to challenge you, Deborah. Uh, it's November 4th as we record this. And my challenge to you is by December 31st, all you have to do, all you have okay. to do is buy is buy a paintbrush. Oh my god. One source of paint. It can be just one little tube of paint or whatever you want to do. And they have them at the dollar one, store. One small <laughs> canvas that can be any size. You don't even have to paint yet. Okay. You've just gone and, just buy and bought them by the end of the calendar year. So I they, accept they that and, and you I and you put challenge. them somewhere in your home. Yeah. Where it stares at, you know, up on the kitchen counter, somewhere where it doesn't go in a drawer where you have to look at it. Yeah. And and let's see what that does to you and what point yeah. you say, I am now going to do something with that. So that's I the challenge. That. I love that. I totally accept that challenge. Done. Yay. Will you, will you send us a picture of it when you yes, buy it? We don't, I will. We don't, I we promise. Don't, yeah, please. Thank you. That's really – I'm so – I, 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 I love that. Great. It really would be – yeah, a cool thing like in the hotel during the day when you're not. You know what I mean? Just yeah, or, something to do. Or My goodness. Quarantine. More quarantine. <laughs> I was gonna say. You yeah. you could also leave it behind when you cancel it and say, see see if you come back and anything. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> secret. Yeah. So anyway, doing comedy oh, or painting, but a bum. Those were both for me. <laughs> yeah, as if someone couldn't simply go. 
Deborah D. Giovanni, let me just Google uh, what in the how could someone find you and the things that you're doing and seek you out and how can the how can the producer for the next big sitcom oh, reach out? Oh, probably the best thing is right now it's probably Instagram, you know, uh, which is Deborah D. G. at Instagram, and I tweet, I still tweet a lot, and that's my full name, so it's Deborah D. Giovanni on Twitter and uh, Instagram, and you know because now everything's got DMs and stuff. That's those are the best places to find me. That's it. I don't. I'm not on Facebook very much, you know. We do. We I barely have a website anymore, you know, because it's like it feels like people just don't do that anymore. Now it's kind of like they hit you up on Messenger or they slide into your DMs on Instagram. So, but that's yeah. Those are my sort of my favorite hangouts. Do you do a podcast or are you a part of a she podcast? I do. Yeah, I do. I was gonna say, me and my best friend Zach have a podcast called Killing Time with Deborah and Zach, and it comes out on Wednesdays itunes or spotify or wherever you want to find and it's just a little short we just do a 30 minute just shooting the breeze between two friends that's how's it doing it's fun Ah, i don't know is it is it on is it on the network or anything you know then we i know we haven't we've never really shopped it or anything but we should uh but no we it's honestly was just something because the two of us we were on tour and we started it and it was fun and now we just it's just a lot of fun and we have our little fans so it's like you know it's just um just another another platform. So hair flip. Hair flip. I was flipping my hair, but I don't really have none. So, anyway, uh, Deborah, I'm Deborah, very jealous. Your hair looks so gorgeous tonight. It is luscious today. I'll tell you. It it's is luscious. luscious. It's luscious. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, uh, her, she didn't have the opportunity for the same luscious hair in her dungeon, <laughs> right? So no. right. Trying to let it all hang out. <laughs> anyway, oh, um, as. Uh, as Will Ferrell would say on Saturday Night Live, you have been a delight. <laughs> you are just Agreed. lovely. Agreed. We love you so much. One of our favorite Yay. ever. Finally got together. Thank you uh, so much. Yay. Thank you, Deborah. DJ Vanny, we love you. And you are awesome. You are so you are naturally awesome. funny. I yes. love that. I love that so much. You're so full of love. I'm going to come over you. for snacks. I'm just, yes, I will get the snacks ready. I'm excited. Oh, my God. <laughs> Love you, right. Deborah. Right. Thank you, Deborah. Oh, we love you. Deborah, did you everybody? All right. That is a go follow Deborah and laugh like we did. And that is it for this truly memorable, truly historic episode of Funny People Talking. I am so happy you are all with us for this one. Thank you for being with us. We'll see you next week. Until then, for Dresden Angle. Aw, thanks for laughing with us. Everyone, keep laughing. And Elsie. Thanks so much. All right, <laughs> this is Mark Rako saying thanks. And by the way, uh, just a reminder, everybody, stay safe and stay funny. That's it? That's the end of the show? Boy, oh boy, what a crock. This was Funny People Talking. No portion of the content may be reproduced or published without the strict written permission of the producers. Connect with our show at Funny People Talking or at our website, funnypeopletalking.com. I'm your announcer, Peter Coleman. Thanks for listening. This is Mouth Media Network, the business of being heard.